and welcome to this edition of the He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast. I'm Melissa Zimmerman, and I am super happy that you decided to join me today. Um, Per usual, another amazing person. You know, when you live a life as blessed as mine, you are, your life is filled with crazy, outrageous, um, just amazing people. And today, of course, it's no different. And uh, so today I brought in a friend of mine. We've uh, been co-workers. We've been friends. Um, I have admired her from afar for a very long time. I, she has no idea kind of the extent of the fangirl that I am for her, but that's okay. <laughs> today she knows. And uh, the whole world is, it's no longer a secret. The whole world knows. And so uh, today I am joined by a, um, one of my favorite worship leaders. And I love her heart for the Lord. I love the way that she just invites you so quickly and so deeply into the presence of the Lord. And today I'm joined by Marcy Jackson. Thanks. Come talk. Yeah. And so today we're just going to have a little bit of a conversation. Um, when did you start doing worship? When did you start leading worship? Well, I, as uh, on my own leading worship, in my mm, later teen years, 20s, definitely in my 20s, I started leading out more in college, I would say. <clears throat> but I was raised uh, the daughter of a uh, worship minister. So um, I just grew up singing with my parents. You know, that story of just always getting up on stage. I was not the kid they had to ask twice. <laughs> If you know Marcy, you know that she's bigger than life, which is awesome. I was always like, uh, maybe my first words were check, check, mic check. (laughs) (laughs) One, two, one, two. That's awesome. That's super funny. Um, So oddly enough, you became a Christ follower early in your life. Tell me a little bit about that story. Um, I had a a really cool moment with... um, the Lord at, at the age of eight years old, I I remember um, I was sitting in a church revival and I I believe I was sitting next to my dad that night because I think he was leading the worship for it and um, I one of those like I said it sounds stereotypical the story of like where you don't really know what the pastor was saying but you know that the Lord was talking to you. And so I, I felt him that just that stirring my heart of follow me. And, um, I, I talked to my dad next to me and I, looking back, I feel for my mom because she was somewhere in the room, you know, not up on the front row. And so she's with, like, she finds out kind of after the fact as like, I'm praying with my, you know, praying with my dad up there and everything. And then we were in a more traditional church where they like, bring you up at the end. And so my mother's like running up there, like <laughs> I'm a part of this, you know? So, um, I think later on we definitely went home and talked more about it and just, but I just answered the call of the Lord on my life at age of eight and then obviously have had just that journey with him reconnection um he's never left me but he's always called me into more 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 you know deeper but I truly believe that moment at eight years old was totally real you Mm -hmm. know and um changing it wasn't me alone anymore right you know the lord was with me i think it's interesting when you think about how young 
do children begin to hear uh, from the voice of the Lord? You know, because a lot of kids like, oh, yeah, I want to. Most kids don't get saved like regular, like adults. Adults will be sobbing at the altar, right? right? And kids mm-hmm. are chomping their gum. Yeah, yeah I, think I, I think I'm going to get, I'm going to say yes to Jesus yes, today, you exactly. know. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, like... and there's this way less kind of, for, not for all kids, but for a lot of kids, there's this, it's a lot less emotional than yeah. it is. And probably because as you're an adult, you have a better. Uh, we've had a lot longer in life to turn your life into a, a mess, yes. you know, and you have so much more to repent from. More of a sur- more, I think, more of a surrender of the self, you know. Later on, when he asks you um, to follow him, you know, there's maybe more of a realization when you're older of right. the the cost or right. whatever to self, to dying to self, and and to sin, and just and um, the conviction of sin I think later but yeah I think when you're when you're early on it's the little I I think I definitely felt the conviction of sin at eight but it was yeah it was much smaller things than I I got to you know confess later yeah so um so let me ask you this then if you were going to share with somebody uh I was in a conversation just this weekend with someone who's not a Christ follower mm-hmm. uh, in fact they told me they don't have any idea who Paul is. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's like, oh, okay. Because you, when you're a Christ follower, especially for a long time, you assume everybody knows right. who the Apostle Paul is, mm-hmm. right? Uh, how, would you, how would you tell somebody or how would you share with somebody uh, how to hear the voice of the Lord? What would you say God sounds like? Um, well, early on, I wouldn't, have, I, I wouldn't have known. I will say I've discerned his voice more. Um, in probably the last uh, 10 years as being very um, kind and fatherly. And I think before, I was always, I was looking for the the hard on you dad voice, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, and so I think I had confusion at first of the enemy versus the Lord. And, and even the, the self-talk, you know, just that the enemy just likes to mess with you and, um, and be condemning. And I have faced a lot of that in my life. And so I, I was confused, you know, right. at first. Um, is that the Lord? Is he mad at me all the time? You know, and is he as hard on me as I am on myself? Because I've always been very hard on myself. And um, so just zoning into his heart and his voice. And it's really helped to have people that are counselor mentor type people in my life to sit with me and and pray and discern that voice and be like you know just in that moment go back to a place in my uh, past or whatever and just say do you hear him do you hear him talking to you like where where was he in this moment and what is he saying to you right now and the kindness that it brings it has helped me to hear him now I think that's what has opened up my worship so much is before I, I was, I thought I was hearing him and he was always speaking, but he, there, it was, I wasn't quick to hear the kindness. Right. I wasn't quick to hear his heart and the, the love and the shepherding. And, and so it was always, um, uh, I think I was always, it was hard for me to hear him and, and actually you find out in, in, and I wrote songs about that. I wrote a song called Finding You when I was in my 20s that was all about like just hearing him in the beautiful things of life and hearing him in um, 
the kindness of um, a stranger in, in in someone's eyes, you know, just hearing his kindness and his heart and his love, which is everywhere, and it's just in his beauty and his creativity, hearing hearing him speak to me, and of course in his word, so powerful. But even then, I think when you're reading his word, asking him to um, to hear his heart when you're reading it, because even then the enemy would try to twist things when I would read them and I just hear all kinds of you're not enough you're not enough you're not enough you know but his heart is like come to me all you who are weary and I will give you rest right and just finding that place of rest in him um I don't know if that answers your question but uh (laughs) finding that uh find he's not going to sound like the enemy he is not going to sound condemning and um and um, discerning, he will always line up with the perfect father and and the the beautiful savior and the great physician and the things he calls himself. Listening for him, if if it sounds like it would come from somebody who describes themselves as the great physician, the good shepherd, the <clears throat> the perfect father, Emmanuel, God with us, you can zone in and hear, hear him, his heart. Um, I, that's what I would say. That's a good answer. <laughs> Thanks. That's a good answer. That's not a bad answer. Um, so tell me, you know, as a worship pastor and a worship leader, um, having done that for a vast majority of your life, um, are there some, maybe there's some advice or some wisdom that you would share with maybe newer worship leaders, people who have a heart to worship um, or to lead worship. Tell me, what are, what are two or three things that you would share with them to say, hey, listen, um, these are, you know, smart people don't make other people's mistakes kind of thing. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there was uh, earlier on, I, I like to tell younger worship leaders that I had uh, such a... a a confusion and a spirit I call it a spirit of lack mm-hmm. meaning that the enemy really fed me a bill of goods that um, I didn't know was from him but it was um, I had a I naturally had an encourager's heart you know I wanted to like help people I wanted to love on people but um, I felt like uh, in I feel like as musicians as creatives and specifically um, specifically music artists, singers, you know, people in the the music industry, you can start to feel like there's not enough room for everybody. And uh, I, I got to watch out. I got to look out for myself. I have to be, I call it planet me. You mm-hmm. know, it's like I got to get the right people around me and I got to get everybody going in this direction. I got to have a plan. And, um, and even as a worship leader, I have to, uh, it's sad, you know, how many of us, sometimes get in this mindset of looking out for ourselves and being afraid to encourage those behind us. Um, and I, for a lot of, like definitely in my twenties, for sure, in my early thirties, uh, the enemy was just feeling, feeding me junk. And I was still trying to push through and encourage younger worship leaders, but it was always just like this fear of like, um, you're going to, you're going to, not work yourself you're not you're going to promote others and then you're there's going to be nothing for you there's going to be nothing for you and what a bunch of junk yeah right and and the lord when he really uh i think as one as a woman Mm -hmm. in worship it was more so i called it the maid marion because uh 
I felt like there was a lot of Robin Hoods and there's like one Maid Marian. You right. know, it's like you get one girl on stage if you're lucky. And so you got to really guard that position, you know, which is just crazy. But in a lot of, a lot of what I was seeing in my twenties and thirties was like, there's only room for one woman. And, um, so you, if you get there, you gotta hold on, you know, and the Lord just really helped me shed that and a lot of inner healing and stuff and just see how he is so much more than anything we can ask or imagine. And the way that he does things is as we encourage and as we, um, raise up and bless others and encourage other, especially females, you know, women encouraging women that he is so exponential and there's always more room in him. And he always expands and expands our capacity and expands our creativity. And there's doors we don't even know exist that he opens. And I've seen it in my friend's lives, you know, as they have championed other people, that's actually created a position and a platform for them. Like the Lord has literally gone uh, I'm using you blessing and honoring all these women. I'm, I'm raising you up for such a time as this. Um, and you didn't even seek this. You didn't even go for this and he's just doing it, you know? And so, um, them being a voice for, and even like social justice, different things, you know, just being a voice for the voiceless that God is like, that is, and it goes back to, and God gave me these scriptures early on in my when I was 20, 21, and I was in Nashville, and I was trying to be a um, music artist, and I had these songs, and I had these dreams, and uh, two weeks after I got to Nashville, September 11th happened, so oh, that gosh. was fun. <laughs> I was like, I have, this is my only dream, and, and the music industry is like shutting down, and you know, of course, we were in a national trauma, and so um, I couldn't even get temp work. It was nuts, and so... Um, but as I started meeting with these people that I had made connections with, um, I, I was praying and fasting like, God, what do you want for me? What, what is, what do you want to do with my life? Cause what I was seeing in Nashville, even after being there only a few months was that I needed to be planet me and I needed to put people around me that, uh, everything was like, and I saw the end of that road for me. And I, I knew I could do it. <laughs> I could do it easily. Right. Right. But the end of that road for me wouldn't be, um, something that I would be, um, that I would feel like, wow, I spent my life on something that really mattered. And so, and the Lord brought me to Isaiah 58, just over and over. A, a woman, <clears throat> I was praying and fasting. He brought me to Isaiah 58. Is this not the fasting that I have chosen? Um, that you would care about the things I care about, the orphans, the widows, the, and, he, and, and it goes on to say, and I will make you a repairer of the breach. And I, as you value what I value, I'm going to do all... He's, he's saying, I'm going to do all these things with you, Israel. And then he says, and then I will make you shine like the dawn. You know, then it's like when you value what he values, you get in that zone where he is the beautiful one. He is the treasure. And you just are pouring your life out on... on and, and as he uses you, all of a sudden you don't even realize you're shining, right? He's right. like, he does it. It wasn't you doing the, 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 like putting on a whole lot of shiny stuff. Right. You know? And, <laughs> and it's the kind of shining that is, uh, surpasses any kind of light that we can create on our own. And it, and it pierces the darkness. And that's the kind of 
thing that I wanted to be a part of. And so um, it just has taken such a journey. It keeps coming back to that. Um, then I will make you shine. Then, And I'm seeing that in my friends. As my friends are caring about the things that really God's heart is on, whoa, they're just like beaming. And they can't get away from the light. I mean, like, it, light is just, you know, covering them. And he's raising them up. And so I would just say to young um, worship leaders and young women, if you want to be a part of um, something that lasts far beyond you, uh, really ask the Lord to give you a heart for the things that He cares about. And the many of those things are unseen, and they're unsexy, and they're un, um, un, or even rewarded, or earthly. Right. But that He sees it, and He values it, and every single thing that you're doing is seen by the Father, and... Um, and those unseen things, he will take. He will take all those, like all loaves and fishes, you know. He, and all of a sudden, you're just like, "Wow, what you've done with my life!" Um, while I was trying to do something important, um, he actually was doing a work, and um, I'm starting to see it. I told somebody the other day, it's like where you've been on this hamster wheel and you're just like trying so hard and and then all of a sudden you realize oh this was this even this wheel was like on a semi that was going a direction <laughs> that's awesome going a certain, like that's awesome you know you're like we were always going this way but i in my like i'm doing something i'm doing something and it's like in those in that secret place of god i surrender my life to you in worship i give you my gifts and he, it's, it's all intentional. Everything he's put inside of you is so intentional. And the enemy will try to tell you that it's not and that there's not enough to go around. And the enemy will tell you that it is about the most gorgeous, shiniest, most talented, whatever, whatever. But then you look and you see what God is actually blessing and honoring. And it's the thing, it's the... Um, it's the moves of God that you couldn't have planned and you couldn't have manipulated. And you want to be a part of those things. Right, for sure. As, as a worship leader, I want to be a part of the sound that's bigger than me and the um, the heart that's bigger than me. And uh, my mom was saying the other day, she was like, as she was praying for me, she felt like the Lord just was like, um, Marcy, it's it's his word. I've noticed when somebody comes up to me and says something nice, um, it's it's so kind, but... I can always, I always find myself hungry for his words. You know, when, when somebody's like, I was praying and God gave me this word for you or this word of encouragement, whatever. It's like, that's what satisfies my right. heart. That's really powerful. You know, and that's what I keep hungering for. But uh, we spend so much time looking for the temporal and it never satisfies. It never satisfies me. I never go home going, man so glad that they thought I sounded awesome or right. whatever you know it's like wow God like said told somebody that a river flowed forth from when you opened your mouth like this river just flooded over us and his kindness or his peace or whatever and I was just like oh I got to you know that was him yeah I, I'm and that was my desire I had such a fear that he wasn't going to do that with me I, I even compare, you know, I just love to compare with everybody. So it's like all the great worship leaders. I'd be like, oh, they're so anointed. And I just want to, I just want to be anointed. I just want to, I want people to say that about me, but that's not, <laughs> that's not something I think it, it was always going to be in that place of rest and that identity in him. That's where it just was going to naturally flow. Even trying to go after 
what somebody else's anointing is, that's crazy. That's, right. That's, that's pointless because his calling on my life, um, and Bethel, ta- um, Christine DeMarco, just, she just broke through a lot of lies when I heard her speak and say, you know, what God is, they were asking her, as a worship leader at Bethel, there's so many strong women. You know, how do you function in that? You know, do you feel like you compare? And she's like, you know what I've realized is that what what I release because of my history, I, no one else has my history with God. So what I am meant to release, the color I am meant to release into the world, mixed with who I am, who's made me to be, and my history with him, no one else releases that color. And she said, so what the girl next to me, I need her color. Right. I need all the colors. And the Lord used that as I started out saying, you know, earlier in this talk that God was like, see, I'm more. I'm more than you could ever imagine. And we, you need the colors next to you. You aren't uh, dispelling your color by encouraging hers. You know, you're actually seeing more of me. As you encourage her. You want more of me? Encourage the women around you. That's so, so powerful. <laughs> well, I know. It, it is. It's so powerful. And I think we, we really do buy into the I remember we had a, I was part of an event where I had really done all the work. I mean, the truth was I had done all the work. Yes. And when it came time to celebrate, you know, everything, um, somebody else was on the stage taking all the credit for it. Uh, and I was behind the stage. Uh, Say, saying, this is just not fair, God. <laughs> like they didn't even mention me one time. Yes. And I heard the Lord say, who'd you do it for? Mm. Did you do it for me or did you do it for the applause of men? Mm. And, you know, one of my one of my favorite scriptures is is when when Jesus is talking to the to the Pharisees and he says, the problem with you is that you seek the praises of men more than oh. the praises of the father. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. I could have had a T-shirt. Yeah, like that. <laughs> that could have been my T-shirt. <laughs> I seek the praises of men know, more right? than the father. And it's a tough lesson. Oh, man, it's because our because our self is so I mean we live in this world where everything is about ourself we have you know self-care and and all and I mean like ourselves become the idol and uh and it's time to dethrone the idol of self and go back to saying you know what I seek the praises of the father way more than I seek the praises of men so thanks thanks for sharing that what a what a great on and on and on (laughs) yeah that's awesome so well we may have to do another one of these in the near future and so i want to i always tie these up with a little bit of uh, what i call fun questions Mm -hmm. okay so not deep and theological you know just whatever comes off the top of your head that's what i want you to Mm -hmm. say um so who's your favorite worship leader uh, right now, I would say I really love Rita Springer. Okay. <laughs> um, do you have a movie that you watch that you watch over and over? You can probably recite the dialogue from. Um, mm, I I used to watch While You Were Sleeping a lot. I loved that movie. And um, movie yeah, that I'm drawn to. Yeah, I love romantic comedies. You know, living in that La La Land world that doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, do you have a life verse? Probably the Isaiah 58 and the whole chapter. Just yeah. a life chapter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time, every important thing in my life, he always brings that up. Even as a sign, like, take notice, take notice. And so, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, how were you when you learned to tie your shoes? Oh, my gosh. I don't even remember. Probably yesterday. <laughs> 
tell me that. They're always like, your shoes are untied. Your shoes are untied. So Velcro, right? Yeah. Velcro Were you a part of the Velcro like, shoe <laughs> generation? <laughs> I'm still trying to teach my son. Poor guy's going to be seven. Can you tell a clock? Can you tell time on the analog clock? Yes. Yay. Yes, I feel good about that. Can you count back change? Uh, not great. But <laughs> Do you need a calculator for that one? Yeah. See, this is sort of t- no. it's sort of time stamps people. Oh, seriously. Those kind of questions. If Jesus had a candy bar, what would it be? Um. Uh, I really like paydays. Okay. <laughs> I, I always say I'm. But that crea- sounds super unspiritual. <laughs> I'm created in the image and likeness of God. So if I love. Paydays. It must be God's candy come bar, on, right? Isn't that how that works? And Snickers. Oh, and, my, oh my gosh. Snickers, Snickers is my thing. Snickers. If Jesus had a candy bar, it'd be Snickers. Um, his favorite holiday? Um, I'd say Christmas. Okay. Awesome. I mean, I think, you know, I'm finding, like, I've always loved fall, but then I'm realizing we don't have much of a fall. Not in Oklahoma, right? I I'm like, oh, my, uh, somebody was like, somebody goes, Oh, this is bad. But I read it recently where a girl was like, she was filling out one of those things. That, so what's your favorite season? And she goes, oh, you know we don't have seasons anymore. That's cute. <laughs> that is, that's super true. That is, that is oh my that's gosh. Sad. That's so awesome. Um, if you could say one thing to make Jesus famous, what um, would it be? Uh, healer. King, of, you know, the healer of uh, more than enough. I would say, but definitely healer. He is our healer. And we just, we need that right now. I mean, we always need that. But it feels like in this world right now, everybody's just so desperate for healing. Yeah. In so many different ways. That's awesome. So if people wanted to connect with you, maybe invite you to their event, to, to serve at their event, how would they get, how's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Well, it can be a little confusing because as a, as a music artist, I've always been Marcy Priest. Right. And um, that's my maiden name. And so, um, and when I got married, my husband was like, that's just too cool of a last name not to keep. So we've, marcypriest.com is where you'd find me. And on Facebook and Instagram, Marcy Priest. Um, and I I go by Marcy Priest, Marcy Priest Jackson, Marcy Jackson. If you find me, you can Google me and I'll come up. Because she's so, she. If you Google her, she will come up because she's really no, kind of famous, no. and um, and I and I sort of feel like I'm kind of famous because I'm her friend. Oh. And uh, so anyway, well, thanks for yeah. hanging out with me today. Well, you've been a, a huge encourager to me. The things you've spoken over me have just been powerful. So thank you for having me today. Oh my uh, gosh, that's the best thing I've heard today. Thanks yeah. for saying that. So um, thanks, thanks to Marcy for hanging out with me on my podcast today. Um, I will have all of her contact information in the show notes so you can get a hold of her. Do yourself a favor. Invite her uh, to bring her anointing to, uh, to your event. You won't, be, you won't be sorry. And if you are anywhere close to someplace uh, where she is leading worship, you should totally jump in right now. She's currently a uh, worship pastor at Victory Church in Oklahoma City in Edmond. And so uh, she's primarily at the Edmond campus. But, um, man, it's anointing when she worships is just really really powerful and so do yourself a favor check that out um and this is the time of my podcast when i ask for my three little favors 
first of all, uh, if you are a new subscriber, or maybe you haven't already, if you could just like click up there and hit that subscribe button on the podcast, that would help. That way all of the new episodes are in your feed and you don't have to miss any of my amazing people. Secondly, uh, if you could give us a five-star rating at iTunes, that would help us bubble up to the top and uh, maybe we can join the list of famous people. Who knows? And finally, would you do us a really incredible favor? Would you just share this podcast with your friends and invite them to come along on the journey for the He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast? It is my privilege and my pleasure to introduce the world to the most amazing people I know. So um, thanks for joining me. And until next time, remember, He Doesn't Waste a Thing.